Hey, welcome. <laughs> a woman's journey is one where she blooms where she is planted, okay? Do you know what it takes to grow a blue rose from concrete? Yeah, that's the name of this podcast, Blue Rose Concrete. In this podcast, you will learn the process it takes for Eunice. Blue Rose, that's what I consider myself, um, to grow out of concrete. Come sharing the tears, laughter, and new discoveries with me. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. And let's break through these concrete slabs together. Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of Blue Rose Concrete. My name is Eunice and I'm your host. Um, as you guys know, in the month of February, we are talking about love. And on this specific episode, we're going to be talking about love as it relates to people recovering from trauma, accepting love, um, wanting to be loved, and what that looks like to one individual. It is my pleasure to have today with us as my guest co-host, um, Marie Lore. She is the owner of Flareology, former podcast host of Cup of Flare. I think she might have an episode still up. She is an inspiration to many. She is a voice for the voiceless. She stands up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. I've learned to love, appreciate her. She is a sister. Some call her my daughter, but I think um, I've learned more from her than she has learned from me. Without no further ado, Marie, tell us your name, what you do. I've already given the name, but she can tell you how she likes to pronounce it. Um, what you do how can people get in touch with you hello 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 everyone it is a pleasure to be on this podcast with Eunice this episode once more will be focused on trauma and learning to love after enduring trauma and once again I am the owner of Florology, a handmade vegan goods and accessory store that caters to encouraging women post-trauma to walk into a life with flair Basically teaching them and encouraging them being the reminder for them that it is okay to live their life out how they want to live it after enduring trauma. But um, Eunice, once more, I am super excited to be a part of this podcast. Let's get going. Alrighty. So there you guys have it. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. She said it already. At Flareology. That is where you can find all her um, vegan goods and at it's Marie Lore on Instagram to contact her. Um, and if you can't find her, the link is posted below in this podcast. Just click on the link and it'll take you directly to her social media handles. The conversation is so good, y'all. Um, so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back to start with our first question for Mishu. Blue Rose Concrete is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring women, especially those who have experienced trauma. I want them to know that life does not stop at trauma. The host is myself, Eunice Pierre, and I have guests co-hosts from different walks of life. Each episode, I introduce a subject for the week. I break the subject down into three sections, and in between the sections, I take a break. 
I will share past experiences that have molded me into the person that I am today, rather positive or negative. You know, (laughs) you can find it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hey, and we're back. We're back with um our guests, Marie Lore. And we're gonna start with the first question, Marie. Are you ready? I am ready. What does love look like to you right now? In your stage of life right now, having overcome trauma, healing from the trauma that you've experienced in your life, which we'll get into that a little later. But um, I want to start with knowing where you're at right now. So how does love look like to you right now? And how do you define that? So for right now, love for me, it's filled with a lot of genuinity. I don't know if that's a word. If it's not, then sorry but it is filled with a lot of genuinity meaning that me and my significant other we have to be really genuine and transparent with each other to keep the love flowing and to also feel loved um so that's definitely what love looks like for me in this season in my life and what was your second question um how does it look like to you and how do you define it how do i define it right now Hmm. How do you define love? Um, how do you define love? I don't know. How do you define love? <laughs> yeah, right. I've never had to define love. Um, is love a feeling? <laughs> is love knowing? I would feel as though it's a combination of things, right? It's this knowing and this feeling and this yearning for someone else or to be with someone else that you don't necessarily need but you want Hmm. i like that i really do (laughs) i like that because i guess i can relate to that right um somebody that i don't need but yet i desire them like so deeply and it's it's something that you can't fight for me Uh, yeah so okay i get it that's that um part of you that um that's 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 really how i i think i agree (laughs) that's that's defining love at its best um so now that we've understood a little bit about how you view love now which i think when i ask you the question at the end it might change that always happens for some reason right because then you start thinking about everything (laughs) and by the end you're like i should have said this i should have said that so i'll give you a chance to re-answer that question at the end of this that's interesting (laughs) of this conversation again i I always think it's good to do that because for myself the the response will change after i kind of think about it some through this conversation that's the only question you'll get a chance to re-answer so keep Mm. that in mind that's it a little hard on you um okay but um so now we're gonna enter into i guess the sensitive part because before we can talk about you know how to overcome something we have to understand what it is so what is trauma to you what's your trauma so tell us a little bit as much as you can i do believe in being transparent but as transparent as need to be as can be as as want to be like i know those are not 
actual phrases y'all don't judge me but no be as transparent as you want to be as you need to be and as you know as you care to be so what is your trauma um if you would explain that to us and also explain what trauma means to you right now okay so um first and foremost i have to take everyone back to the little shy and quiet um, always to herself um, always trying to disappear into her red sweater <laughs> with the hoodie with the hoodie <laughs> with my hoodie I'm always wearing the same clothes because that's what I felt comfortable in always wearing pants and baggy clothes um, I have to bring you back to that Marie the Marie who didn't understand her emotions but now looking back <laughs> she completely understands why it is that she felt the way she felt and why it is that she did what she did but um for me my trauma um from a young age it feels as though i had like i guess you can say this scarlet letter on my back saying um this is her um she needs to be she she needs to be abused so I suffered abuse through the hands of a number of figures that you would say that you should be able to trust and depend on, but sadly it was the other way around. Um, and it took me a long time to speak up for myself. Um, <laughs> it took me all of my childhood it took me all of my teen years um it wasn't until i was what in my early 20s that i was i felt bold enough and i felt empowered enough to speak for myself um and to face my my demons because when you go through through that type of trauma or when you go through trauma in general it's really hard to talk about what you've gone through and to face what you've gone through because that brings it to the light and trauma victims you tend to compartmentalize parts of your life that you want to forget and you tend to erase <laughs> certain parts of your life I agree that you want to forget um like there are certain things that like you won't remember at all um, even though you try really hard, like when I was retelling different stories to people about what happened to me this, this time, that time, this time, it's, it was really hard, even though I was trying my best. I'm like, I know, I know, I know I can remember this detail and I, I know I can, but I really could not. My brain just, it just erased. It's crazy how the brain of trauma victims work. Um, but in a way it's, it's it's basically trying to protect you. Like you're trying to protect yourself from you mm. in a sense. So that's basically what I suffered from. And for me, um, you said, what does trauma look like? Um, in this season right now, trauma, I, trauma is me trying to find my voice again. It's me trying to take my voice back um, from the people who stole it it's me living in my truth and also helping others 
to live in their truth and live it boldly and to be encouraged to live out life the way that they want to live it with no fear. Wow. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, um, yeah, this, (laughs) I think that, um, she has, um, yeah, she, she's, Ooh, okay that was that was a lot to take in i'm sorry y'all just do a good um, laugh you, yeah like let's laugh it up <laughs> um but can you really laugh that off you know um being abused or taken advantage of from people that should have protected you or people you should have felt comfortable enough to trust you and and things like that and i from firsthand understand completely how that feels right um been there healed from that and i thank god that you're healed from that as well healing Healing. i feel as though healing you never finish healing okay you never finish healing um there will be something that happens random like you'll think you're healed i know lord you've healed me thank god but i do i've come to learn especially the past um you can say two years but i've come to learn that healing it's a journey you never really finish healing there's always going to be something that you thought you got over and you hear one word or you see a picture and you're like, you, you, you start crying. That's true. And I you're agree. like, God, I thought, like, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And it doesn't end. It's a journey. Hmm. It does not end. There will always be something that God, like for me, I feel as though there will always be something or whatever season you're going through that God is trying to pull you through that you have experienced from that trauma that you need to get over. Like, wow, 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 wow. You know what? You just, now that you're saying that, it makes a lot of sense. So, okay, healing. Uh-oh. I am healing. I'm not <laughs> healed completely, but I am healing. Um, I think I could, I could, I could relate to that. Um, now that you said it, because sometimes things, things happen and um i thought that i was over something and it just i'm not fully bleeding again but the wound is kind of like opening up and i'm just like oh god i thought i was over this so i get it um so she's healing y'all healing in the process of healing Mm -hmm. um with ease healing with ease Um, (laughs) all right so healing with flair healing (laughs) there we have it healing with flair you add a little flair to your life so as being someone who experienced that trauma and um growing up right as we know you know you, you mentioned you've experienced you experienced the trauma as a child so you were young and as we enter into our teens you know we begin to develop people start seeing us and people start talking to us we're entering into what naturally happens dating and things like that right so (laughs) so before i go into that i believe so one thing i do believe i believe love is not only between a man and a woman i do believe that to have a successful relationship between a man and a woman, you do need to have some type of relationship at home. Like it just has to be, because I, I believe you, your love starts from home, right? Um, love is defined at home to me. So with that being said, as a child and experiencing everything you experienced, would you say you, underst- you understood what love was? Like, would you say that you 
you know, I grew up being loved. I was a child that was loved or, you know, I under, and being Haitian as well. And growing up in a Haitian household, did you hear I love you often? Did you did you feel loved? <laughs> it's her laugh for me, guys. No, but they seriously, can't hear me laughing, you? but I am laughing. Um, growing up, if you are Haitian, you know how that is uh, in a typical Haitian household. You don't hear I love you. Um, I mainly grew up with my earthly father, and. Growing up in that household, no, I, I don't recall ever being told I love you. Uh, I not care even, for you. Not even um, by you your are brother? loved. No, I don't recall that. Yeah, no, my brother never. Like my brother, he, I never recalled. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but no, I don't remember that happening growing up. In this day and age, yes, I've been told by my brother that he loves me. Yes. Okay, but growing up, no. And do you think that's because he never heard it as well, and he For did sure. not know he was supposed to do that? Like it's just For he sure. Didn't know. We we didn't grow up with that. Um, we didn't have someone showing us or telling us what love really is. And as you know, and listeners may not know, but I grew up with my with my early father. My mother didn't come into the picture until it was like maybe ninth grade or tenth grade. Yeah. Um, so very late yeah. in the picture. De- I think about these. De- I want to say September, October, probably November twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty eight. Okay. Twenty twenty eight. Excuse me. Twenty oh eight. <laughs> two thousand and eight. When I had Edwin, it like I remember years before graduating high school. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, two thousand eight. Two thousand. She came in November two thousand eight. I remember that night. I already had Eddie, and I came to see her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. So. Um, so there you have it. And you know what? I, I remember growing up in a typical Haitian household. My mom was a little Americanized though. Cause my mom started traveling when she was 10 years old. So my mom told us, I love you every day. And I thought it was so weird, right? <laughs> cause which, and she hugged us every day before she went to work. Cause she always had this thing that she might not come back home. Like you never know what would happen. So she want to make sure we know she loves us. So she, she said, I love you. She hugged us um, all the times. Often she would play with us. So now as an adult, right, I love to hug people. Like I love to hug. It is... It is imperative to me that we hug. Especially when I'm in a relationship with someone. Like I could care less. I love other things. But... I do value a hug. Like over, we can kiss, but I feel like a hug has more volume than a kiss. I don't know for some reason. Like it's an exchange of energy. Like I feel like it speaks for itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's an it's a silent I love you to me. Um so, how do you think that affects you as an adult? Cuz I I I I would imagine it still affects you. It's not like how did it like how does that affect you growing up like that? Um as an adult, how does that affect you? Um, growing up like that, when you're in the season that you're in and you don't really think about it, um, your focus is not is not on that. And you, you don't realize the wrongs in it, I guess so to say. But after going through that season, as an adult right now, I have to really, 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 really care about you for you to hear and I love you. Wow. 
and there's levels to this <laughs> basically <laughs> like you can't come into my life like i like you like you're a really good friend i love hanging out with you but the love word is really really hard to come by even though i may feel it and that's another thing it took me forever to tell my significant other i love you oh my gosh um but anyways <laughs> um if you are a friend even now to me and you might be a great friend we might have been friends for a very long time but it takes me a while to say i love you um just bear with me i will get there i will definitely get there but something that's interesting um looking back now it just came to my head my best friend growing up will call her Didi. <laughs> my best friend growing up um as adults like let's say what year let's say 20 2016 17 um 18 she would start saying i love you like she would say it via text or like on our phone calls and she's like i love you michelle like mm, mm-hmm. i love you michelle <laughs> i love youtube <laughs> <laughs> Um, it took me a very long time to tell her I love you back. And the first time I had the guts to tell her I love you back was via via text message. And I guess I say this all to say that, yes, growing up in a household where I was not told I love you possibly contributed to this, but I feel like what more so contributed it is me trusting and I guess, caring for those who victimized me. So in a sense, if I trust you and I love you, then, hey, I have given you power over me. Now you can now hurt me if I tell you I love you. Wow. Um, that, <laughs> that last, <laughs> that, um, that last sentence was heavy, I think. Yeah, that was heavy. Um, because, now that you're saying it, you have answered the unanswered question for me. <laughs> the reason why, why it's so hard for me to tell you I love you. Well, no, I, <laughs> you said I love you to me before. You have said, you and it me. takes a lot for those it words took to years, come out of my head. But it took years for you to tell me. Like I would tell you, I love you so many times, and you would be like, okay, bye. And I'm like, that's fine. One day she'll say it back. And I continued and continued. And eventually you said it back. And the day you said it back, I was just like, tears came out of my eyes. I'm like, she loves me. Mm, of course I do. I just don't <laughs> say know, it. You know? <laughs> but it meant so much to me that day. And you know, I'm a crybaby. So um, tears came out of my eyes. No, but now I understand why now, you know, it's taken me all these years and it's still taking me more time to tell someone that I love, like, I love this person so much. It can't, I, I, if there's another word other than love, then that's how I feel about him. Infa- no, infatuated is. No, I'm not infatuated with him, but I really, like, I strongly love him. Like, I love him so much. Sometimes I forget myself for him or over love him or whatever. Love is selfless. That's true. So I forget myself for him often and he doesn't ask me to do it. It's just, it naturally happens. I don't even force it. It's just like, oh yeah, his stuff. So, um, and I, I have not gotten the guts to tell this man I love him and I, and I'm not ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready to tell him that. And I think it's because I'm afraid to get hurt. Not, I think it is now that you've put it that way. Like it just clicked to me. 
yeah, I don't want to get hurt. So, okay. So I'll keep this love because <laughs> I ain't getting hurt. 2022, I ain't getting hurt. So he will never know. Well, Are not you taking a risk know. in 2022? I'm taking a little risk, but not too much. That's not a risk that I'm willing to take. So okay. I won't say it. Um, so yeah, nah. Okay. Let's get back to you in this, but I think, um, this is a great start. And, um, I think that we have touched the opening part of this conversation. I think your brain needs a break. So does mine. (laughs) Um, so guys, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and we'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Fleurology where you'll find handcrafted vegan goods and accessories made with love. You can find us on Etsy and on all social media platforms at Fleurology. Add a little flair to your day. Alrighty, y'all. We're back. Um, you okay, Misha? I'm good. All right. Marie Laura's fine. I call her Mishu, y'all. Um, her name is Marie Laura, but I do call her Mishu. So now that we've done all of that um so as it relates to dating right when were you comfortable enough to be okay with talking to a guy in that sense like when did you tell yourself okay it's okay to date and you won't be hurt this person won't and then like we're gonna talk about that part like the when you have that conversation with yourself and you're like it's time now you can you know lower down your guards a little bit and start dating when was it i don't recall having a conversation with myself okay to answer that question straightforward um but just to back up a little bit Mm -hmm. it took me years you know everyone else starts liking a guy around like 12 13 i never really liked the guy i (laughs) didn't have a i didn't have i did not have crushes like I I would hear of people who had crushes on me, but like in my head, as soon as I hear, I'm like, why does this person have a crush on me? You know? Um, But I did not experience the things that I guess you would say normal preteeners, teenagers experience when it comes to love and relationships and being interested in someone. Um, No one ever piqued my interest. I was never really interested in boys at all. Um, (laughs) at all at all so were you interested in girls I was not interested in no one okay so you weren't interested in a romantic relationship kind of at all okay not in the least like even in high school no after high school after high school um a few years into college yes how many years into college two years one year three years one, two, three, four. Um, I, I, I'm not great with dates, so maybe I would say like maybe. Maybe four or five years um, into like college years. Four or five years into college years. So I recall. Um, and just saying, hey, maybe let's see. Maybe after like talking to different to different guys during that eight that stage, sorry. <clears throat> um I recall 
thinking to myself, hmm, maybe I should start taking someone serious. Like there was no reasoning, no rhyme or reason to it. I was just like, hey, maybe I should start um, talking to someone and taking them seriously. And maybe I can have someone who cares for me. Like maybe I can. And I took the risk. Wow. And when did you have your first kiss? Like the first romantic. Oh, don't do your face like that. I wish you guys could see her face. God, don't do that. It's a bad story, honestly. I had a first kiss with this um, this guy that that we went out on, I think, two dates. Okay. I don't recall when it was, honestly. It was around like maybe, um, let me see. Maybe 2016, 2015, 2016. And I recall um, the guy going in for the kiss. And I was just shocked. <laughs> I wasn't shocked. Like, it was, he, okay, he hugged me first, by the way. Okay. It was a nice hug. I liked it. Or Which whatnot. is the introduction yeah, to the, it was a nice moving hug. the face a little bit. To but I had a bad first experience. Let me, let me break it down for you. He starts going in for the kiss, but I smell like a bad odor coming from the mouth region. So I start swaying. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you know how you put your face to the side of the person? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> this is nice. Let's just hug. Let's just hug. Um, so that's how my first attempted kiss <laughs> What's a tip, but did it did the kiss happen? The kiss never happened. So that's the first attempt. When did the first kiss happen? Because that's an attempt. I mean, the attempt don't matter to me. I I, I don't know about y'all, but the attempt to kiss don't, does not matter. I was like, just not into that. It's one. just the kiss. The, you know the, the, the and I'm not talking about the pop kiss. Okay. The tonguing down or Oh, Yeah, that kiss. Hey, look at me saying rab. I say rababa too often, y'all. Sorry, <laughs> that's just the way I joke. Um, that one happened with my first serious relationship. Mm, Juicy, we're gonna get into that, but okay, good. So that happened, but oh, don't do your face like that. You guys should see her facial expression. (laughs) I'm going to take a video of her without her watching. (laughs) You could see those. She pumps the lip up and okay, okay, Eunice. I don't think people really (laughs) care about that, but okay, but um. So with your, how was it? How was it? Yeah. I don't recall. Like, you know how for everyone else, yes, you're not because for everyone else, like, I feel like, oh, the first kiss is so memorable. Um, I honestly do not recall me fanning over. Oh my gosh, I was kissed. I remember not knowing what the heck I was doing and thinking that, okay, there's something weird. This is my first relationship, by the way. So like. I recall after, I'm sorry, I'm going to skip the first kiss part because I don't remember it. Um, But I recall after some time within the relationship, I've never spoken this out loud, by the way, but I always thought there's something weird. I always thought there's something weird with this kiss. Like, like it's, it's so wet and like all over the place but i in my head i'm like oh maybe it's supposed to be that way remember this is the first person that you i've ever kissed um it's supposed to maybe it's supposed to be that way right yeah i don't understand it no structure in the kiss like all over and wet and oh but fast forward and now that i have 
had experience with kissing. I realized. Oh, oh, oh. Was, I know you guys heard that experience with kissing. <laughs> I realized that, yes, it was a, that person was a horrible kisser, so to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> she putting your business out there, bruh. I'm just letting you know. You can't kiss. Okay. You can't kiss, bruh. You can You cannot kiss. Okay. okay. So I think we I get the point. I just have to get that in there. Okay. <laughs> I'm still there. You can't kiss. Okay. You can't kiss. Okay, y'all. I'm done. Okay. It's, Maybe I'm the person it. can kiss in their head. They just... Nah. Normally, people who can't kiss, they do the most in kissing. Like, they just want to slob. Like, you have spit all over your face yeah, when you're done. That's like, not, not. that's not a kiss. Like, a kiss is structured. It's like, sometimes I can't wait till I kiss my dream man. Not. You guys, I have... Let me tell you guys. Hold on. Wait. This is your interview, but wait. Guys, I have a man in my dreams. The man that I love. Let me tell you. I daydream of kissing this man. This is like a pause. Okay. This is a me moment. I know it's a little selfish, but you guys have to listen. You're my friends. Like, you know they're my friends. Okay. okay. I'm not crazy, y'all. But I do have the Missier in my head. Okay. And his name is called Miss Missier. That's mm. the name. Missier. If okay. you know, you know. But Missier in my head. Like, I just imagine kissing him being so magical right i i think like i imagine the passion and the slowness and he's a little rough though oh my god now that i think of it yeah it's just in my imagination let's get back to reality i don't think he's going to be as passionate as i imagine him to be okay you back never to know you, right keep the hope alive let's keep the hope miss yeah is passionate in the name of jesus in the name of jesus <laughs> But we're going to talk about your first relationship now. Um, so how was that? Like, how was that experience? You finally decide, okay, it's time to give somebody a chance. And you get into a relationship. You get into a relationship with someone. How was the journey? Like, did you, do you have any regrets? Do you, could, if you could go back, would you do anything different? Share the experience with us. Um, for this one... The funny thing is, this particular person, um, the one that initially like reached out to him. Well, he reached out to me, and then I reached out to him when I was ready. Okay. So, um, let's say that. <clears throat> so it was, it was good. It was like a fairy tale. It started off as um, a relationship that was a few towns away, and then. He ended up moving back here um, to be closer to me. So he made a move for you. He moved back home. Yeah. For you. Okay, yeah. Great. That, that's good. Yeah. To cause some. Uh, that's love. <laughs> I don't know about moving for nobody, but <laughs> not there yet. So that happened. Um, I was head over heels. Okay. Over that person, you know, first love. <laughs> we know how first love is. Head over heels. Head, you heard that? Head over heels, so to say. At that moment, I felt like I was head over heels for that person. Let's say that. Um, I ended up. Let's just fast forward, right? I ended up getting being heartbroken by the person, the same person. Yeah, the same person. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just ended up being heartbroken. Just lots of trust. Like I, I put in a lot of trust. Of my trust into him, into our relationship or whatnot. And just so to say, the trust was broken. Um, my heart was broken. <laughs> that rhymes. The trust was broken. My heart was broken. And 
I was left with a broken heart, not wanting to try men again. Um, and I did not try men again for a very, 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 very long time. In my opinion, at least. For a very long time. <laughs> in, my, in your opinion, at least, right? <laughs> a long it's time like differs very, from very, different very people. Long. For different people. Okay. Um, so, What's a long time for you, by the way? Six months. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard that whispering? <laughs> Yo. Okay. All right. But six I know you months, guys heard it. Six months. I'll say it clearly now. Six months is a long time. A very, 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 very. You heard that very, very, very. A very well, I'm long thinking she's talking about years, y'all. Okay, six months. Yeah. Well, listen, I can't. I can't delve in self-pity for a very long time. Been okay. there, done that. Not trying to let it be my life's journey, okay? And I agree. But Let's not dwell on anything. Yeah, for sure. That happened, and I, I was heartbroken. Um, I was heartbroken. But if I could go back, I... And quite honestly, to backtrack, the way that that relationship got broken up is that God literally revealed to me that it was time for that relationship to end. Because if it was not for God revealing to me like, okay, this season is over, mm-hmm. I can honestly say I would still be in that relationship. Wow. Um, okay, so why do you think you would have been in that relationship? Like, what? why would you have been if, let's say, you were heartbroken, a lot of things happened, you lost trust, but you would have remained there, though you've lost trust you know um everything that has everything that happened happened you would still remain i would still be there i i don't know how or where it happened but i somehow developed a forgiving heart for those that i love don't get me wrong for those that i um don't know or don't give to hot shebangs about oh um you guys heard that i don't like there's no forgiveness there. Like I'm still trying to be like, um, you know, God says you have to forgive seven times, seven times, seven times. It, that's a work in progress for me. Um, admittedly. So for me, I learned through that first love experience that when it comes to people that I love, I tend to give a lots and lots of forgiveness, lots and lots of forgiveness. And I had came to find out that it's easier for you to stay in a relationship that's not giving anything than for you to go. So it was easier for me to stay. Hmm. Even though the love that I was receiving was not the love that I should have been receiving, at least it was some kind of love, right? So Hmm. it was easier for me to stay. Do you think that has anything to do with the trauma that you've experienced? For sure, of course. So, like looking back at it now, <clears throat> I I can tell that it has something to do with it. Um, I can tell it has something to do with it because being it took me a while to until I started walking out as like not the victim but the victor. But with me walking as the victim i did not want to take any risks risk on anyone anyone knew i didn't want to leave that love behind to try to risk it with someone else who might just break my heart like it wasn't it was not me 
But to answer your question, if I could go back and redo something all over again in regards to this relationship, what I would do would be to end it sooner. Than later. Than later. Okay. And and I and I think sometimes um, you know, we all can say what we could would have done if we were in your place or in someone else's place. But when you're in the situation, it's hard. It took me 11 years to leave a relationship that I knew was not going nowhere. I got married and knew that me and this person would not be together. Like I listened to everyone. I got married, the whole thing. Um, and I know that like I got married and was already broken up. Like in my heart, I knew this relationship was not going anywhere. Hmm. So I think sometimes it's easier said than done. Like we all can say, oh yeah, girl, you were dumb or whatever, you know, people want to say. Um, but when you're in the situation sometimes and having, you know, been in somewhat of a dysfunctional love kind of situation or whatever, you tend to want to hold on to whatever looks like love. If, if I'm making any yeah, sense, it's sense. like whatever looks like <laughs> love. So let me stay here because this is safe. It looks like what I was missing or what I should have received. So I'll stay here and in my head, I'll make it look like I'll fake it until I make it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Been there, did that. So I get it. Um, so fast forward. So now you left this relationship mm-hmm. and you took an extended time <laughs> to re-enter in a relationship. Six months. Six months extended period. Of time. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think six months is a long time to be single I think it's though. it's a very long time. Like I've been single for... Jesus Christ, <laughs> Lord, decades. If if that was if six months is a long time, but, I guess decades. But I, I, it's so hard though for me. I, I'm not like it's hard for me um, because you know, I sometimes I just crave that person. It's not even sexual. I, like it really is not. Sex is important, but it's not sexual. The desire that I have is just wanting to feel like I belong. Like, I belong to God. I know that in my kids. Wanting to feel wanted. Yet. There you have it, girl. Like, just wanted by a... I'm wanted every day by my kids. Amen. You know, like... But I want to be wanted by a man. A special someone. Yeah, that's like approximately my age. And it's okay to feel that way. Right? And I feel that way every morning. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. There comes a special time in the month where that feeling just grows stronger and it's stronger and stronger and I'm like God please that's when I fast y'all I begin to fast I seek the Lord more that's impressive Lord give me strength because the body wants what the body wants but the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak oh Jesus Christ listen the flesh is not sanctified I just want y'all to know that though my flesh right now I'm trying to be sanctified through Christ because sanctification comes from Christ, right? We're not, there is nothing that I can do to sanctify myself, but I'm sanctified through Christ. Um, but I do try my hardest to live a sanctified lifestyle. I am trying. Um, and I've, you know, I'm not, Oh, the Virgin Mary, but I, you know, I'm, I've been, I've been keeping my life in order that I'm able to participate in um, communion every month. So I've been managing that, um, since last year and I've entered this Great year job. still doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to finish the year strong. It takes like, a lot. It does. It t- let me, 
Thank you, because I don't think church people understand what it takes for a single mother of five who has been sexually active, who is kind of show. I'm gonna say that in Creole for those stress. of you who stress stress is and is an understatement. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, to actually put herself in a position to be able to participate in communion every everything month. is possible through who. Through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. But Lord, the flesh is weak. I'm just letting you know that, Father, <laughs> if you're in this room. The, if you're listening, Lord, we're praying for Eunice and her significant other. Ears. Amen in the name of Jesus. Lord, Not I, if you're listening. We know that I God know you're listening. listening. But, but I'm just just to let you know, Lord, 2022, it's the year. <laughs> I think so. I know you said you're working on me and you're working on him. But I think Can I'm you work I'm a little bit faster, yeah, Lord? God, like, let's just put it on high, please. Like, Cook his butt. Crank it up a little. I, I think I'm ready, but cook his butt. <laughs> okay, cook me it's too if crazy, I'm not ready. Right? Yeah, it is. But um, I mean, it's part of life. I think you can't rush something that you want to last forever. Amen. It's good. So now f- we're gonna skip everything else and fast forward to now. Being that you experienced trauma as a child, mm-hmm. then you finally gave somebody a chance, and there goes trauma again. He lied. Did all the stuff that he did and you've experienced all of that um healing through that and you mentioned earlier your significant other so you do have a significant other now a man of god oh amen Amen. (laughs) hallelujah lord that same anointing i just need you to just give it a little bit to me like just sprinkle some of her (laughs) okay i'm just saying but tell us about the journey into this relationship. Was it easy for you to accept um, your significant other now? Or did you give him a hard time? Like, how was that process into being comfortable? And yeah, after that, we'll ask you the next question. But tell us about that. Like, how was that journey for you? Accepting to be in a relationship again? Was- Actually, no, pause on that. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Think about that a little bit. Okay. Let's, let's take a break. Blue Rose Concrete is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring women, especially those who have experienced trauma. I want them to know that life does not stop at trauma. The host is myself, Eunice Pierre, and I have guests co-hosts from different walks of life. Each episode, I introduce a subject for the week. I break the subject down into three sections, and in between the sections, I take a break. I will share past experiences that have molded me into the person that I am today, rather positive or negative. You know, <laughs> you can find it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And we're back. We are back. Um, so before we took the break, I kind of asked you a question, but then I was like, nah, 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 wait, 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 wait. So the question was, so you did mention earlier that you were in a relationship. Um, you did say that you said my significant other. I remember that guys, you remember, right? Words I recall. Yes, Mm -hmm. you did. I said, yes, I used those words. Yes, you did. So significant other means (laughs) she's in a relationship, guys. I know what I'm talking about. Like people use words to kind of like. Okay, I know, play words. I'm just making sure that you heard me. I said, yes, I did use those words. Okay, good. So now that she's (laughs) confirmed that she has used those words, let us ask the question. How long did it take you to give this person a chance? And why did you give him a chance? Uh, And was it easy? Did you make it hard? Like, tell us that 
story just a little bit like in two minutes okay cool all righty so it took me about two years and a half to finally be in another relationship i took six months um to actually start giving someone a chance i gave that person a chance for six months and um it, it wasn't working out i think six months is my maximum like i know whether or not i'm into you you're into me or if we're going to work um and it was not <laughs> so after six months of being with someone i just mm-hmm. want to like after six months of being with someone mm-hmm. you know if it's going to work or not for me personally no that's what i'm saying you yes know. okay mm-hmm. for me you guys heard that that's a good time i don't even give six months but okay keep going <laughs> so that happened well honestly after the three month mark i already knew my head was clocked okay, out because three that. months i know but I gave months, it I really the know. six months. Yeah, three months I know, and I'm out. Now I'm got patience. Yeah. So after that, I I just felt a certain need to get closer to God. So within that, I decided to fast and pray and worship and like I was just like you know those super duper religious people yeah, that you, you were, see I, I out there to, on the street mm-hmm. like that was me I remember I, was I used praying. to talk to you and I could see your mouth saying the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus <laughs> I'm like is she rebuking me <laughs> like is no, she really listen, rebuking if one me? little evil thought came to my head I was saying the blood of Jesus so I was at that point and I was watching on YouTube these these pastors that was rebuking demons. I was rebuking demons with them in my I head. I remember. I was, you I was them to me. fanatic, like this religious fanatic. Um, but I appreciate that time period because that allowed me to grow within my relationship with God. And it helped to prepare me for the woman that I am today, which is how I thank God for that because... That means that now I'm in a relationship where we are actually equally yoked. Because that time period, it helped me to grow closer to God to get to the point where I am now. But fast forward, it takes me about a year of like um, me being crazy hard set into fasting all the time and praying midnight, noon, 3 a.m., 3 p.m., 6 a.m. <laughs> I was insane, but, um, God was opening lots of doors for me and he was closing lots of doors at that time, which I am ever so grateful for, um, during that time period. But fast forward after a year, I'm still, um, even now, of course, I'm still a crazy fanatic about God. I'm still fasting and praying whenever um, I feel the need to. But during that time, after the year, I decided, okay, Lord, I think I'm ready and I started praying and fasting about different men who were talking to me during mm. that time. Mm. Um, sorry, I said during that time a lot. But all of a sudden, there was just like an influx of men. Right before just, the season? Right before the season of us like... Meeting you know, him. Yes. I'm in that season. Great. <laughs> Thank you, God. Confirmation. Okay. There's um, an influx right now. Like I'm talking about they're coming. <laughs> they're coming by the dozens. So oh. there's... Well, yeah. Okay, Okay, y'all. I just had a little moment. Okay, keep going. So, yes, there's this influx of men. And I'm like, Lord, I'm trying to be holy and sanctified. I don't know what's happening. Mm. So, I'm over here praying. Like, Lord, if this is not the man, make him do or say something that that 
like um rubs me the wrong way may he just cut off contact all of a sudden or make me cut off contact and i'm good for cutting off contact i love the block game by the way so if you did something wrong (laughs) i just put it in my head lord you heard my prayer you allowed him to do something wrong i'm blocking him now and that is the truth lord i'm just trying to tell you that's the truth So So I went through that period and towards the end of that period, um, during this, the same time where there's still men, my significant other at this time, he actually came into my life and did I give him a chance? Mm, Took me another six months (laughs) to give him a chance. It took me, let's see, it took me three months to start talking to him. She was being a pest. It took she me <laughs> a brat. It okay. took me about three months to start talking to him consistently. And then it took me after those three months, we started talking consistently for another two months. And then because of my, I guess you can say self-protective ways, I was trying to self-protect. Because remember, my childhood, being being raised the way I was raised, um, being a victim of um abuse and having that trauma in my life, trying to, you know, self-protect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt as though it was too good to be true. Yes, I prayed. And yes, Lord, I, I get it. He's the one, but I was still trying to, trying to protect myself. Um, so after that, unfortunately, because of my harsh words um, due to me trying to protect myself, we parted ways. I was sad. I was crying. I put up a front in front of my friends because they can't see this girl cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it took me a long time to tell my friends, hey, um, this is what actually happened. <laughs> I was right. putting up a good front or whatnot. So all this time we're staying in contact. We're communicating with each other, complimenting each other, um, sending each other different little things. And randomly one day um, we start talking again. Um, he initiated it and we talked about what caused us to break up and it was me of course (laughs) being you (laughs) being me thinking um far out like just really trying to protect myself guys i'm just plain and simple i was trying to protect myself i was not willing to take a risk even though i prayed about it and i knew and god revealed to me god did confirm with me that he was the one i just want to put that out there continue please okay thank you and what that is true god did not tell the people how god confirmed it yes okay god confirmed it to people i just want y'all to know god revealed it to me first me okay so fast forward fast forward i we start dating i decide to give him a chance with my full heart and we've been madly in love ever since i don't regret it for one day at all um quite honestly it makes you realize why the first love didn't work out the second um i guess dating situationship <laughs> let's call that an attempt an attempt did the not work attempt. out and it makes you value true love for what it actually is so i can definitely say i am blessed wonderful um yeah i mean this is we're really coming to the end of this episode um and this is really where we wanted to get to like just the journey into falling in love finding love after 
um, experiencing trauma, I, I want to tell you guys something. So personally, I've experienced a lot of trauma in my lifetime. And um, even in my previous marriage, I was still not in it wholeheartedly. I still was trying to protect myself. Um, I, I don't think I was ever friends with my... I, it's not I don't think. Me and him were never friends. It was really... For me, it was just a strategic partnership... <laughs> And it's, it's, I know it's sad to hear it now, but that's what it was. Like, I was not like, now that I really understand what love is, right? Right. And after your first love. Exactly. And I know love. I understand love. I have an expectation of love. I, um, know what love means to me and I can define love. Mm -hmm. And I actually know what I do not want. Like, I know what love is not. Like mm -hmm. c hard concrete, I know what I don't want. Exactly, and um, I can honestly say I stayed with him to protect myself, right? Because I didn't want to face the fact that the one person that I thought loved me left me. So now this person looks like he might love me, or he's doing what that person used to do, which was provide for me, right? Because um, I always knew. That no matter what happened between myself and my mom, I knew that she loved me because she provided for me. She provided a house. She provided transportation. She provided food. She made sure I was okay. You, like she, she was the caregiver. And to me, that defined love at that time. So he came in and he was doing those things as well. So, okay, this was love. Hmm. Um, but now... That's not love. Just providing to me is, yeah, nah, it ain't love. I could provide for myself. I can myself, do that for bro. myself, exactly. So it's, it's not love. So, and don't get me wrong, he's not a bad person. He was a bad husband, but he's a genuinely okay person. He was a great father to his kids. He was a good, like a good friend to his friends. He was just not a good husband. And now I think he's being a very good husband to his significant other now, his wife. He's being a very good husband to her. But at the time, he did not know how to do that to me. And we were young, right? We were young. So um, I say this to say, I admire your journey. I really do. Um, watching your relationship grow to what it is now with this individual has been a pleasure for me. Like I'm learning from it and I actually, it actually gives me hope that one day I'll be able to love someone wholeheartedly. Cause though I talk about the person that I do love so much, obviously there's something holding me back from letting this person know how I feel. Mm -hmm. Not to say there's something holding me back from being with that person. Cause just because you love someone does not mean you're going to be with them or you have to be with them or they love you back, right? Mm -hmm. It just means that you love this person. And that's all that is at the beginning stages of that. Like, it's just that you love that person until it's play like you put it on the table, you have that conversation. And then you can see like, does this person, is it reciprocal? Can it go somewhere? You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So even though I, I love this person so strongly, like I know what love is now and I know that like there's nothing I won't do for this person. Um, there's something holding me back from saying it. And that's the question. What do you think is holding you back? The fear of being hurt. It's not even rejection. At, like, it's it's hurt. Like, I do not want to put my heart on the line for someone to stomp on it again. So, yeah, no. So, I'm, 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 I'm okay where I'm at, <laughs> I think. I'll, I'll enjoy the single journey. I'll ride this and ride. And you will get to where you need to get in due time. 
yeah everyone's and, journey is completely different and if it's not him it's okay and it's not a race to see who makes it to the finish line first guys it's we just not. have to be there for each other during this time if you can just be a listening ear if you can just be a source of encouragement for someone who's gone through a horrible relationship or for someone who's gone through trauma and you see they're struggling with i'm loving again just be a listening ear be a source of encouragement they will make it out pray for them they will make it out i agree i agree and i, I know i'm making it out because my god made me a promise i don't know where he's at but i know i'm gonna love him when he whoever he is when he comes maybe even more than i love the person that i love now but this person has a special place in my heart um so <laughs> back to you what is love You're right. The answer does change, right? Now yes. that I've evaluated and talked about my relationship with this person now, um, love is wholeheartedly, undoubtedly um, choosing to let someone in, to let them see your darkness and your light without a care in the world. like Vulnerability? Literally. Without being be. afraid that... I'm sorry. Which you cannot be. Like, you literally cannot be vulnerable. Not you with are. you. With my significant other. I and know. I've seen that. <laughs> not with anybody. It's not not with me. Not with anybody but yeah, him. But Like, him. you've literally let your guards down from Completely. him. Completely. And you are vulnerable with him. And you, Completely. You, 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 you can be vulnerable at times, but never 100%. That's true. Yeah. Depending on who I am around. Yeah. Yeah, because I still have that self-protective nature. But when it comes to him, I feel as though I can be free to be who I am with no fear of being judged. And instead of being judged, I will be understood. So there you guys have it. <laughs> um, I, I want to call this love after trauma. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, from one healing person to another amen um what would be your advice to the younger you huh. um there's different stages that i went through in my life but i would possibly tell myself because it is what i went through that allows me to be a voice for others right now that there's a reason to this chaos. There's a reason to this madness. And it does get better in the end. There you guys have it. This too shall pass. It gets better in the end. Um, my name is Eunice. It was my pleasure to have Marie Lore or Mishu <laughs> on this on this um, episode with me. Mishu, it's been a pleasure talking to you, um, digesting into your life. <laughs> Right. really invading your privacy and she was a little vulnerable guys she said more than i expected so um i wanted to be transparent because you i always say this but you never know who needs to hear a grain of your story so that they too can get over their hump so i i wanted to put myself out of the, the, my comfort zone for this episode and i'm very happy that i got the chance to share my story and share what I am overcoming because as we said we are healing alrighty then so um, I agree I agree so thank you so much Mishu um, once again my name is Eunice and you have just entered into Mishu's journey <laughs> 
So um, thank you guys so much. And until next Sunday, remember, I really do believe that this is part of your journey and it's not your destination. I love you. I care about you. I see you. And things do get better. Thank you. Misha, you have any last words? No, I do not. <laughs> All right. She does not. <laughs> so um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me, for listening to this episode, for listening to all the podcasts. Um, I have great news to share with you guys. So um, next month in March, we have some great news to share. Thank you guys once again. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to Blue Rose Concrete. I truly believe that a woman's journey is one where she blooms where she is planted. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Until next time, don't become your own obstacle by limiting yourself to the environment you're in. You can follow me on Instagram, Eunice Inspires, for daily inspiration and use hashtag Blue Rose Concrete to share your thoughts on this episode. As always, I love you and I'm cheering you on.